you know, we're going to pop in for Mondays. I know we even go Welcome, 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 everybody. We gave everybody five minutes. We're going to start the discussion. Galaxy A tablet, do you want to be seen? That's Miss Brown. How to be seen. Don't laugh at me. You want your video on? Look at the bottom of the screen. Look at video. There's going to be a, a slash over the video icon. Click the video icon and everything should be good after that. What's going on, Drastic? Hey, Drastic. How are you? Okay, so. Hey, everybody. Yeah, what's happening? Oh, shoe on the couch today. Uh -oh. <laughs> really gonna be on that couch today. So, all right, we're gonna start this discussion. Today, you know, today's discussion, you know, are we truly, are we truly, do we truly believe in togetherness? And, you know, we're gonna start off how we always start off. You know, I want everybody to, to define togetherness for us, how they feel what togetherness means in regards to relationships, personal relationships. I can start. Somebody want to go first? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. We can hear you, you low, but we can oh. hear you. So did you say go ahead to me or to Barry? Go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Um, togetherness to me is, why well, I should say togetherness is in personal relationships, always thinking about the person that you're in relationships with and thinking about how your actions are going to affect their actions, their, you know, how they're going to affect their lives and they have the same regard for you as well. So, you know, loyalty, dedication, um, mindfulness, that's all togetherness. Okay, what about you, Drastic Barry? I mean, you really, it's, it's really not much more to add to that other than saying the same thing in different words, you know? Um, there's basically being in agreement, being in, a, like, one hand, know what the other is doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, there's honesty and transparency, you know what I'm saying? So there's agreement. You guys are, you know, in, in a relationship, y'all both got the same um, big picture goals in mind. You might have, you know, other supporting goals that, that come into alignment with the big goal of what direction you guys are going in. But yeah, it's, it's basically agreement, um, congruency, you know? Okay. What about you, Barry? I, I think I'm gonna just con continue to repeat what everybody else has said. I think um, it's, it's you know, how can, two, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Um, and so the principle is that, you know, we have to be able to see the same picture, the same concept, same goal, same ideals because um, we're two individuals, but we've agreed to walk together um, to, to be in a relationship together. And so how do we come to do that together? And how do we, how do we, what are the things that we need to do to be able to walk, walk together and be aligned? And we go with, go ahead, Jerry. What do you think? Well, togetherness is basically signing up for something and owning everything that you sign up for. So when you, every decision you make, everything you do, you have to have those people and the thing that you agree to in mind. 
every time you, you make a decision, every time you take a job, when you have children, when you want to move away. And, you know, we're taught that we have friends until we get married, then we don't have any friends, and it's our husband and wife, and, and it's our husband or wife and our children, and that should, that, that should be our focus. But when we talk about togetherness and going through the journey with other people, we should factor in those other people as well. And I think that that's something that's not truly supported. Definitely. I mean, anytime we, 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 when we, when we picked this topic, we was thinking more of, okay, so most people do things together and they think, okay, together is, is the goal, but togetherness is a, a far, a far is a bigger step. Togetherness is all about the mentality of understanding that when you are actually entering and entering a commitment, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a romantic partner, you're saying, I'm going to factor them into all my decisions. So you're saying that person is going to be the best suited person to actually help you navigate through life with. And we look at togetherness and or being together and we're looking at self-preservation, what we, what we can get out of the situation. And, you know, us as humans, we always say, okay, selfishness is a part of being human. It's a part of who we are, self-preservation but really is love and belonging. If love and belonging is a part of who we are, then why, we are, why wouldn't we give, to our most to, give the most to the people that we actually are in contact with, the people we actually signed on to relationships with? Why don't we look at them first and then spread it out you know, across the rest of the world? So when you think of togetherness, you know, in your past personal relationships, how have y'all fallen short or how have y'all actually, you know, owned up to it well before we before we move on um Shamir said when she thinks of togetherness she thinks of unity okay. so just to add to that definitely we see you I will say that in my situation it's always been my theory has always been is that we didn't have a common picture and we didn't have agreed upon ways of getting to that that picture um I may have had a picture about how things I saw and how I thought things are and they had a different picture and we never really sat down and actually discussed what that picture was and the realness is coming to the place of agreement on that we both want to get to that same place. Um, it's either the timing wasn't right or just didn't talk about the things we needed to talk about to get to a place where we can actually walk together. Uh, either the, we didn't do, the, do the necessary work to get rid of the barriers or um, trying to get to a place of transparency and honesty so we can actually walk together without any conflicts. I mean, you're going to have conflicts because you're two people, but um, the conflicts that, 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 that bring division are, are the things that you got to address and then talk about because you may have incompatible values that, but you're trying to walk together. And so you do have to have those discussions because you can't walk together unless you are aligned in a lot of, in a lot of areas, in a lot of ways. <clears throat> I would say, can you hear me? No. You're yeah. You, you're, you sound low though. You have to like, How about now? Yeah, you sound better. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was in my past relationship. I was um, growing, and so I was completely selfish. Oh, there was no togetherness. It was just, it's all about me, and how can you help me, and how can you help make me feel better, and how can, what can you teach me, how can I learn? So I would definitely say my relationship, there was no togetherness. It was literally all about me. Yeah, and I guess, I, I guess uh, I'll, I'll say I definitely fell short in that area. You know what I mean? Like, I've never, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever un really understood the, the concept of 
interdependent. You know what I'm saying? Because I was always raised to be dependent. Like, you know, I'm not a cook. By my, I'm not a cook for myself. Okay. I'm not a clean for my. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not a cook for myself. I'm not a clean for myself. It's like, I, 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 yeah, I don't understand how to do the interdependent thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a relationship is just like, you know, we there because we want to be there. Yeah, I, yeah, that's 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 the best understanding that I have. I don't know. Yeah. Without repeat. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how to say it any other way without repeating myself. It's just okay. yeah, the interdependence thing is like a challenge for me, I guess. Definitely. So where have y'all believed that y'all, you know, have held up to y'all end of the deal? At least for me, I'll say I brought the energy. I brought the, 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 I had the heartbeat to want to do it and want to make it work. It's just, once again, it's, it, you can, you can put all the energy and effort into trying to make it work. But if, if there are so many things that are not aligned, it's like, you know, like, you know, here in Boston, we, you know, we, we like rowboating and crewing and, you know, if you ever seen, you know, uh, professional, you know, uh, racing, you know, that, that stroke count is everything. And so one person can't be off because it throws everything off. It's gotta be, you've gotta be on that same cadence and same stuff, because if you don't get on that cadence, it, 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 it causes you so many issues. And so there were so many dang, things that I didn't see and didn't work on addressing that throughout our cadence and caused more issues and caused more, uh, things and so I had the energy, I had the passion for it. I just didn't have, we just didn't have the right cadence to actually get it done. All right. Well, I would say, uh, huh? Go ahead. No, I would say, and in, in even my past experiences, I think that I didn't always think of togetherness because things are all good when you guys are trying to like plan a party, plan a trip, and do all the things that don't cause conflict. But as soon as you're being asked to do something or you ask to step up when you're not feeling as well or you're just not in the mood, like those are the times when your your principles should go into overdrive and you really, you know, you really think about the group instead of yourself. So I think that too, like I, uh, I will make excuses like, oh, I have my period today. And I'm not saying that me having cramps is not an issue, but I can say like, how did, how did me having cramps supersede what we plan to do? You know what I mean? Like I should be mature enough to say, I have cramps, cramps today. I'm going to be slow, but I'm still going to show up, be present, and do what I said I was going to do. And I think that in both, like in many relationships that I had, and they were not always at fault too. Like I, you know, used to do that as well, where things were all good until I personally didn't. I, I, I personally had something going on with me, so that trumped the the overall plan. And I think that we we give excuses for that. I think we we enable that behavior because we think we're entitled out, you know, most people like you have cramps, like you should be able to stay home. But not, you know, not when I signed up for something else. It's like, we have, like, I, I'm a mom. So yeah, I can have cramps. Does that stop me from being a mother? No, because my principle is that I want to be a good mom. I want to be present. I want to be there. And I should be able to, 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 I should be able to do whatever I signed up for. So I think that a lot of people, and we often give those excuses. We want those excuses. And I think that that's where, togetherness kind of goes out the window but when we want to get together to, to plan something we're all there but as soon as you know one feels away or one doesn't want to step up in the way that they were supposed to then that's when it becomes the issue and I think we all we all most of us fall into that where where we we lead with emotion and that becomes the thing Jay can I ask a question of you of you made a, you, you made a point as you were talking about so how do you address the issue of when 
so it's not the big stuff, right? You like, you're right. So you're big stuff. So we, you know, planning a trip or doing something fun that we all excited about, but I'm talking about the day-to-day stuff like that, that day-to-day everyday routine, because that's where to me, it seems like we, we don't really know how to be together and walk together and everything else that day-to-day where it ain't exciting. They ain't big, you know, we ain't doing something big. We're not going out on some trip. It's just the day-to-day stuff. And how do we do that? What, what, how will you, how have you have addressed that part in walking together? Well, it's addressing where the disconnect is. So if we, if we have the same objective, it's always revisiting that if we're disconnecting on that. So it's the same day-to-day. If you want to go with friends, if we say that, you know, we are supposed to go through life together, we want to help, we want to help each other raise each other's kids and we want to, you know, and, you know, again, those may be big things, but if you are stepping up to say, hey, I want to help you raise your child, then that also, that's day to day, right? So I decided that I want to have you in my life. You decided you want to have me in, 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 in their life. It starts with having that conversation and making sure that everyone is doing what they said that they wanted to do. And being unafraid to call things out, even when people may deem it petty. That's what we get. We, we kind of fall back because we don't want to seem like the, the petty friend or you, we want, you don't want to come across as if you're blowing things out of proportion. But the reality is when you are, when you want to walk together and you want to make sure that you want to walk together, you have to have those conversations. And when things are not going quite the way that you thought they should have that conversation, no matter what, even if it seems minute, even if it seems like it's not a big deal at the moment, but it can become a big deal. And I think that people often wait to become a big deal to address it. So it's really just being in constant communication, just saying like, hey, you said that you was going to show up and not just show up, not just show your face, but be present. You know what I mean? Like, I think that people don't feel comfortable having those conversations because you have the at least people, the at least they showed up, or at least they came, or at least they, you know what I mean? So people get passes. And I think that we should stop giving people passes, especially if that's not what we want. Definitely. I, and, and to add to what Jerry's saying, I think that we're in a, we're, we have a bunch of ideals that don't connect us together. Yeah. Everything is about self-preservation. Yeah, we are raised to actually look out for our family members, actually be there for our brothers and sisters, actually be supportive of our parents, things of that nature. But what's in place when you now start going outside the house and building your own personal relationships? What's in place to really say, okay, how can we do this as a unit? How could you put your money together and as kids and buy a whole pizza pie when you realize one or two of your friends don't have money? You know, when are you practicing togetherness as opposed to just looking out for yourself and making sure, you know, you have the best life when the best life comes from having a great unit. So I guess the thing that, that that's, that's, and that's where my, my challenge has been is that I, I feel like at some points we've gotten in, at least I've gotten in relationships and felt like the other person had, they, they were testing it out because I also think that to be able to walk together, you can't, you can't test it out. You can't put your foot in there and just kind of see if it's going to try, it's going to work. You actually have to be fully committed to actually doing the work. So that means you can't, have a you know like well i'm gonna see if this works and if they do their part then i'm gonna do my part so you have one person over there putting all the energy trying to get it to work and doing the communication doing this doing that and the other person's kind of saying well yeah if they if they if they pass this level of this test and then 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 i'll do this next thing and then you you have one person over here frustrated because hey look you know i'm putting all this work in and 
you know, we ain't together. And, and, and burnt, you know, people end up burning, being burnt out, being frustrated, or just end up relieving the relationship because both people have to decide from the get-go that they're committed to the process and not just trying to see if it's going to work, actually putting the effort into actually make it work. I go one step well, you know, What about, what about, what about actually dating until you're ready to commit? I was just going to so, say that. Yes. A lot of people you're jumping in still figuring out whether you really want to be in a committed relationship. When you're in a committed relationship is because we do have these tears. We have engagement, we have marriage, we have these tears that we all brought into. So our word means less. But how can we go about our word meaning more and building up into something stronger? It's having an ideal. Understanding commitment means that I'm signing on to be with this person at their best. And I'm not accepting their le accepting them to be less. Not, oh, I'm waiting. Okay, we can work through the, the issues. Yeah, we all going to fall short. We all going to have question marks. We all going to, you know, wake up some days and, be, and we're sick and things that's out of our control. Yes, but I'm going to put my best foot forward most days. And that's my mentality. That's my goal. Every day I show up. You know what I mean? Like there's people that can make it to work on time every day, but can't be on time for their family, can't be on time for their friends. You know what I mean? Like your priority is not, not aligned. So when we talk about togetherness, we're signing on. Once we say we're ready for, to get, for togetherness, we're ready to sign on to think of other people. We're ready to involve other people in our day to day. Not just some days, not just here and there, but day to day, you know what I mean? Making plans together. And if you're not ready to make plans together, don't join. Don't join together in this because it's about making plans together as a unit. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like you said, it's, we, we go into these relationships and if, so here's the thing, like people always say like, you know, you have to earn your trust, right? But it's like, and Aziz and I was just talking about this the other day about the analogy, like when, you, when you're starting a new class, the teacher always says you start out at 100, right? And then from there, depending on how much effort or how well you do, then your grade could either stay, you can maintain that 100 or your grade starts to dip down. It's the same relationship you, should, relationship. you shouldn't be dating a person that you think that you, have, that you have to ease into trusting them. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things like, yes, you're not gonna just jump in, you know, two feet like you know what you take all of me but at the same time in order for you to know if it truly works you have to be vulnerable you have to be open and anybody that anybody that is tiptoeing into a relationship is probably not ready and so when you have someone who's not ready then you can't have these conversations you can't talk about togetherness you can't really talk about principles because they don't really trust the process so you really have to be around people that trust the process it, and then are able to trust so that you can build something. And I think that that's where we go wrong. We, we connect with people that are not ready to build anything because they have trust issues. They're not ready to be vulnerable. They, they want to take their time. And, and those things, you know, when you, when you're, we all know that when we really want to deal with somebody, when we really want to, um, when we really want something, we, we go hard. Right. So we, cause we hope for the best. We go in hoping for the best. We make excuses for every single person that we want to date. So there will be no excuse on the other end if we, if we are dealing with people that are, that are apprehensive. And that's what's stopping, you know, people from 
really truly having a healthy connection because we're getting people that are we're, we're connected or we're attracted to people that don't match our energy we're connected to people that don't really want to be vulnerable we're, we're we're connecting to people that don't really have the same beliefs and they're like you said barry trying to feel things out while you're all the way in they feeling things out like how do they even have a place with you like how is that even going to work but we like i know i used to get caught up in the mystery and i used to get caught up in you know let me teach this guy a little you know um something and um let me i'm bringing something different to his life but i shouldn't have to work as hard like we shouldn't have to work as hard we should meet the person in the middle and then go from there but people come into relationships um and I know I find that a lot of women, when we get into relationships or even friendships, we always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're always expecting something bad to happen. And then when it happens or we go in um, with a crutch, so you're looking for a way out of the relationship if it doesn't work, rather than going in and giving it your all. Yeah, absolutely. I tend to I tend to see, like I sit and I speak to women all the time, but I tend to see it, they're always looking for the shoe to drop when it comes to somebody who is positive, when it comes to somebody who is quote unquote too good to be true, when it comes to a positive man. Because women are very intelligent. They can justify staying with a bad man, no? Absolutely. I watch it all the time. They'll, they'll find every reason and every way to stay in an unhealthy relationship. So when you say you're waiting for the shoe to drop, I mean, does that apply to, you think, every man? Or does that just apply to the men that ask them to stand, like, that have the standards that's asking them to climb? No, I think it's, it's, it's coming in with baggage that you that that the woman hasn't let go of from the bad relationship or the relationship that she made excuses to stay in until it until it um i mean you get in I, when i say waiting for the other shoe to drop it is the it's too good to be true syndrome mm -hmm. but i think that that we come in and we go into these relationships with all the baggage that we haven't reconciled and um or going into friendships like i've learned how to just um and, and i may have always just been this way but sometimes getting burned by being um vulnerable or being trusting because i'll trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you and i'm talking about work relationships, I'm talking about personal relationships, I'm talking about friendships. So when I say relationships, I'm just talking about relationships that you are supposed to be getting into a common goal. I hope I'm not getting off the topic. No, you're not. You have a we'll, common we'll goal or you have or you have a role that's in front of you. So everybody has to work together to meet that particular goal. Can I get in there? Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead, Christine. Okay, so happy to be back again. And I invited Hi. a couple of friends. I think they're listening. 
So, you know, there's, I like to get all, you know, I read a lot. So there's this book called Too Good to Stay, Too Bad to Leave. <laughs> and I love it because that's where so many people are. So it's so easy to be like toxic, bad, you know. But we have to remember that relationships are just as complex job or am I just unhappy in that moment with whatever's going on right so there's some good parts um, there has to be some good parts and that's where I think that really creates a lot of confusion for all people it's, it's how do you weigh that it's it's really too good to leave and it's also too bad to stay and it depends on the moment and depends on the day and it depends on what we're doing and I love that you guys are kind of talking about this on you're talking about the mundane Obviously, it's too good to leave when we're on vacation. And maybe it's too bad to stay when we're in the mundane and we don't really know how to entertain ourselves or that we have enough hobbies on our own and we're constantly looking for each other to fill in that, that feeling. And now the person falls short and we're kind of pull, 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 push, push, push. And that creates uh, all those different layers of tension there too. Well, my, my question would be what, what, why, why are most people in their head? The complication is because we're trying to solve this issue by ourselves. We're not allowing our partners in. We're not allowing our friends in. We're too afraid to speak. We're too, too afraid to offend. We're too afraid, like we're just frightened in our relationship. Yeah. We're not really stepping up and saying, listen, these are the greatest people I've met. These are, this, this is supposed to be the people I'm navigating through my life with because it's time, I mean, excuse me, it's time to really step up. It's really time to start opening up. It's time to start having a clear understanding of who these people are to you. Do you trust them? Do you believe in them? Do you admire them? Can you speak to them? Because as soon as you feel the need to say, yeah, I'm just not gonna say nothing, the relationship is going down here. Mm -hmm. Because you're not taking the high road by saying, I'm just not, I'm just not saying anything. You're not taking the high road. And when it's dealing with trust, I was watching um, my child's mother the other day. Like, she was, she gives stars every time, you know, our child does something throughout the day. So she has a, a, a chart. And my child didn't sleep in his bed yet, but she gave him a star to, for, for the next day. So it made me think, like, okay, why are we having people earn things versus giving them it and seeing if they can maintain it? because she taught me a valuable lesson. It's, it's, it's important to actually show people that you're coming as a whole. You're coming with everything. Not to put something on a back burner, but to come, come full and let them really truly see if they're meant for you. Let them really truly see if they have an understanding. Let them, let them truly understand who you are. But now we're giving them pieces of ourselves all the time. And then we're expecting them to make informed decisions with just pieces. But we watched the a three-year-old, you know, step up, go straight to his bed, sleep in his bed, wake up the next day and step up. Wasn't even a problem. Why? Because somebody had faith in him to give him a star before he actually did, he actually went to bed. So we have to, we have to look at that. Like, why are we taking, like, why are we becoming the sin? Because we've been hurt. Why are we becoming the pain? Why are we not just looking for people who actually can help us maintain? Maintain our belief. Why are we not guiding, why are we not guided with our faith? 
and relationships, the faith we had when we was kids. kids. Well, like uh, like like the uh, the lady said beforehand, is that what you what you drag into it? Mm-hmm. And so, once again, if you're dragging twelve pounds worth of stuff into your relationship, trying, and then like I said, and you don't you have a wait and see, like that you're waiting to see if that shoe is going to drop, or this is too good to be true, or uh, you know, my, my past and what I've done, stuff like that. And, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've stole your phrase. I, you know, no one should ever have to climb Mount Everest. Um, well not, and I've, and I've just, I've, that's just been my adopted phrase. No one should have to climb Mount Everest to really have be in a relationship with you because they shouldn't, you should be able to, at least as I've gone and sit with this process with you guys, I've gained this understanding that I, I have to be, be I have to be prepared to be present in a relationship. So whatever the work I need to do to get ready and be there. So if I'm not ready to do and be prepared to enter into this relationship, don't get into it. Don't waste that time. Don't waste their time. Don't don't spend no energy trying to, well, let's get into it and let's try it out. No, either I'm ready to go and I'm ready to fully commit to the process of building something together, or we're just going to just be friends and just stay here. And I'll commit to that. Or even if I can't even do that, because it's too much energy and time just trying to say, okay, well, make me feel comfortable. And then once I feel comfortable, then I'll see. And I'll take a step, not actually engage fully into this whole thing of being, being accountable and being present and being walking together in a relationship. Also, I just wanted to add to um, just as long as everybody talking. Let's hear again. Yeah. We can't hear you that good. No? Okay, that's better. Right now? Yeah. All right. So one thing that I'm really getting from this conversation in general is like, for Christina, like one thing that I noticed that you said it was like, you know, like the good days and bad days, like I feel good with you on vacation, but when we're together, like that to me right there is like big, is kind of like where's your principles because if I have to sit here and know that I'm chilling with you on vacation but I can't even spend a day with you then my priorities is all jacked up you know what I mean and I think that's big that's what's always missing relationships too like especially in those type of relationships the priorities are all out of order so it becomes complex because you have no idea where you stand and what you want and, and you, you can't even set a standard you know what I mean and I also think when it comes to agreements I'm agreeing to something. A lot of people will agree to something, and including myself, and I'm going to give an example. I'll agree to something and then try to find a, loop, a loophole, and almost not not intentional, but because I want something, I think, like, okay, it's not a big deal. So, like, let's say I am sharing the bathroom with my boyfriend. He's like, listen, like, I don't like sharing the bathroom with you. And I'm like, all right, cool. But then I knock and I ask him to go in just to get something out. Like, if he's saying that he doesn't want me in the bathroom with him, I can't say, well, it's just going to be for a few minutes. If I agree that, you know, I shouldn't be in the bathroom with him. I shouldn't be knocking at all, unless I actually have to use the bathroom. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times, because based on what we want, we try to find like little loopholes to get it and avoid the whole idea of the agreeing instead of just understanding like, I agree not to bother him in the bathroom and then that's what it is. You know what I mean? So I think those are two really big things, not really understanding what you're agreeing to or trying to find loopholes and not having set priorities as to where you stand in your principles. Well, I think I, those are amazing points. Sorry, go ahead. Thanks. It's fine. No, yeah, those are great points. And another, before we move on from the other shoe to drop, I would like to say that any time that I entered a relationship and I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, I didn't really do my part in vetting the person. I didn't really do my part in making sure that we were all the way compatible. I, there was something about them that I may have been attracted to and I really truly wanted it to work. 
So I kind of held back on who I truly was, didn't really ruffle any feathers, didn't ask the right questions. Um, kind of like just try to leave things as fluffy as possible so that we can maintain the relationship. And anytime that I've ever did that, it just never worked out. <laughs> so, you know, I've learned that, I learned over time that I had to make sure that I asked, I don't care how much I'm attracted, I like somebody, you know, ask the to tough questions, make sure that we are all the way aligned before we move forward within the relationship. So yeah, when you think of other shooter drops, it's really, I know the beginning of a relationship, it's really you, didn't really create a solid foundation. So you don't know when the other shoe is going to drop because you have nothing to hold it all together. I, I like, I, I think the tendency of when I hear the, sh the shoe, the other drop is that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Something like this happened in the mm -hmm. past and this person is going to do it. And so I'm going to start speaking to it and I'm going to start creating the situation and, and I'm a, and I'm going to, in a sense, cause I, I have a real strong belief in that you, you speak into, you speak a lot of stuff into existence um, that shouldn't happen. And you, you begin to speak like, I know this person gonna cheat on me. I know this person gonna cheat on me and stuff like that. But you're also not only speaking it, but you're also creating distance between this person. So you're pushing them away. You're doing these other things that are creating the ability. And so, you know, I, and all of a sudden the person says, well, yeah, I'm tired of trying to, to, to be a part of your life and stuff like that and, and trying to connect with you. And so, you know what, I'm here. Somebody else is there. And all of a sudden, see, I told you, I told you it happened. See, there it is right there. But you never really look back at all the stuff that, that happened prior to you getting there and saying, okay, well, what, what, did, what, th what things were I doing to contribute to that process in getting there? And I think that happens on both men and women. You know, men do the same thing when it comes to, hey, you know, she's going to use me because a woman needs to pass. But you've been treating and doing things and creating a situation where I, I, I tend to think that you've already created the situation for it to happen not just because the shoe was going to, it, it really was going to happen, but you didn't fully commit to vetting, talking, staying engaged, connecting. So all of a sudden there's a lot of distance between in your relationship. And all of a sudden there's no ability to come back together and grow together. There's no intimacy there. There's no trust. There's no transparency there. And so all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. And it's, it starts with really, like, like I said, like really just having the discussion, making sure that I don't agree with anyone going into another relationship with old baggage and, uh, and, and assuming or even committing to somebody believing that there's a possibility that they're going to cheat. You know what I mean? I think that um, those are all bad ways to start a relationship. But I do think that having the conversation not living in your head and just saying, you know, maybe we, I, I, I don't want to rush into this relationship right now because I've been burned in the past. So I just want to make sure that we are aligned. We believe in the same thing. And then maybe we can move forward instead of, you know, hey, I, I'm going to commit to you, but I still don't trust you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to commit to you, but, you know, I'm going to keep you. I'm not going to give you all of me. You're only going to get about 75% of me, but there's 25% that I'm going to keep to myself because I don't truly, I don't know you like that. You know what I mean? Like, we're not there yet. Like, those things are unfair when you are committed to somebody, when you're trying to get to know somebody. Like, who is the other person to dictate how far or how long or how much you're going to give to another person when you both just said that when you both committed to be in it together, you know, like it, it gets, it gets to this weird place where the relationship gets, it's unequal. And then it seems like one person is catering to the other person. And then that's where the resentment comes. So yeah, it's, it's, that was a good analogy that you brought up Ms. Brown about the other shoe dropping, but it really, you know, put, puts things into perspective about when we are connecting with other people, are we are we leading with this unhealthy idea of what a relationship is and hoping for the best, or we're leading 
being healthy and knowing that we're going to get the best because we are vetting the person or we are making sure that we have a solid foundation before we move forward. And, and also, oh, it's, um, also, it's um, vetting the person and looking at, you know, not saying, oh, I've seen this before. So if you saw it before, then you need to have the conversation, well, this is the behavior that keeps me on edge. You can't just say, like, um, what's the gentleman's name? That Barry. was for Barry. Like Barry said, that um, you're speaking in self-fulfilled prophecy. Like, I'm just going to speak this into existence rather than say, you know, that behavior puts me in the mind of something that I'm really trying to get past. And the behavior that the person's exhibiting may not be what you think it is. And if you don't talk to the person, I think a lot of this is, is communication. If you don't say what's, what you're thinking to the person to make yourself feel at ease and then let it go, because people will say things and then they'll say it over and over and over again. And they're still waiting for this person to make them feel at ease about trusting them. That's something that, that me with the trust issue have to let go. I have to recognize that I have a trust issue and I'm going to speak about this. And if you keep speaking about this over and over and over again, the other person is really going to get tired. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to walk on eggshells because you're feeling like this. You need to get past that. Yeah, but I, 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 I think what you're saying is absolutely spot on. I think the, we, we, I've gone into situations and, I, and I'll just be honest and stuff like that. I've wanted someone to hold. We can't hear you. Yeah, you dropped out. Barry, you dropped out. We can't hear you. Oh, he's still talking. Oh, maybe he's having internet issues. We can't hear you. you hear me? You can hear you. Now we can hear you. Okay. Going in. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was saying is that I've I've made the mistake in past relationships that I've made people carry my own my my insecurities. I've made them hold. I've made them responsible for making me feel secure instead of saying, you know what, let me go deal with this in my on my own way in time. I'm not prepared for a relationship, and so until I'm prepared for a relationship, I'm just going to hold on because if I can't healthy healthily go into a relationship and and wondering if someone does this, it doesn't ab absolutely mean that. That's not what it means. It just simply means that that's what it is. I, I can't make someone, and I go back to my my favorite saying, I'm not going to make someone climb Mount Everest every time and get triggered over every little thing because it, something like that happened in the past. Everyone deserves the, every relationship you go into, the opportunity to be. We can't hear you again, Barry. Dang, he keeps dropping off. I don't know what's happening today. He's making good points. <laughs> I don't know what's happening today. My intern's a little spotty as well. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but I mean, until Barry gets it together, I mean, we could, why don't we look at it at, why are we not learning from our past relationships? Why are we not becoming stronger from our past relationships? Why are we always, why do we always carry the bags from our past relationships without let, when we should let them go and believe that the next person we meet 
is going to be a fresh start. Again, why are we sitting at home trying to learn relationships without actually being in relationships? Like, we, we're, we're everything we want to be in relationships. We're everything by ourselves. When we're in the room, we're watching TV, we know all the right things to say, we know this person's doing this, we're reading a book, this person's doing this. It's glaring, right? Until we're in a relationship doing the same exact thing. Why? Because the only way to prepare to be in a relationship is having faith that you deserve a relationship. It's not losing your faith in the process of each relationship. You're hurt after you get out of a relationship. Look in the mirror and see if the relationship was worth the time. Look, at, look and see if the relationship is worth working on. Look and see what happened in the relationship that you can change, that you, that you have control of, and control what you can't control. And then become a greater person due to that breakup for another person or even the same person if you decide to go back in the relationship. But once you say, I'm just carrying bags, it's like you adapt a victim mentality and then you, you walk into that relationship with that victim mentality and then the whole relationship revolves around you and your mentality. So how is somebody going to bring the best out of you when every time you believe you need to be saved? because they're carrying bags too, especially as you get older. Everybody's carrying some form of luggage. So what we out to prove, my bag is heavier than your bag. <laughs> and then it becomes a competition. Literally, I dropped my bag. I lost it somewhere out this street. <laughs> what I'm saying. You see, it's like challenge people, but we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about getting into relationships. What happened when these things happen while you're in the relationship? Well. Are you willing to take a step back? Are you saying to yourself, listen, obviously we're not working as partners. Let's go back to being friends and seeing if we can go back to being partners. Are you like just walking away from the relationship versus seeing what you can salvage in the relationship? Like that's the thing, that's the mentality we're talking about when it's about togetherness. What about self-reflection? Huh? What do you think about self-reflection? I think self-reflection is great. I think self-reflection is, is a good thing, but it doesn't take the whole day. No, it doesn't. You have pieces in a day. I don't care who you are. You have pieces in a day where you self-reflect. You self it's like I went to work. I used to always tell my, my family, I go to work. I have a lot on my plate from home, maybe. I'm thinking about it while I'm on my way to work so I don't bring it into the office. When I'm in the office, I'm handling certain things. I have new issues when I leave the office. I take my commute, take a deep breath, think about all the issues so I can be the best when I get in the house. And if I can't work through it on my own, then I add somebody. So self-reflection, if you have a group of friends, you just got in a loving relationship, a romantic relationship, why are you not relying on them who are actually in a greater place than you are to actually help you through things? Why are you always retreating to self? Ego. Well, yeah, like like we talked about yesterday with um, my daughter and her friend. Like, I did a lot of self-reflecting as a teenager. I have, like, tons and tons of journals of just my thoughts. But all they did was stay on those pages, you know? Like, I wrote down what I was thinking, but no one, I really had no one around me to tell me that it's good to write things down. It's good to gather your thoughts. But in order for you to improve relationships around you, you have to have the conversation. And so as I was reading my journals when I was, you know, packing up, putting stuff in storage 
and throwing out, you know, doing some spring cleaning because a lot of us did that, you know, during quarantine. Um, I was like, damn, like I had some serious issues, but I really, again, all of those things just, they just, they were just in my notebook. And I didn't really bring those things to my friends. I didn't, I wasn't really as honest with them about what was going on and it didn't help the relationship. And I was, and that was my advice that I was giving to my daughter and her friend that, you know, we all need moments where we can take time to ourselves and think about what's happening around us, our relationships and how we want to proceed. But that's nothing if you don't share it with the people around you. Don't do what I did and have these a whole bunch of sad journals about my feelings being hurt every five seconds. And, and I had every opportunity to do something about it that, you know, and never did. And that's what I would tell my 12 year old, 13, 14 year old self is that, you know, you should be able to have that conversation with the people that you love, the people that you're building with, because in order for you guys to be in the best space, whether that's together or apart, you have to be honest about what you're thinking. And I think that that's where we're not really comfortable at. We're not really comfortable in that place of saying that this is what I'm thinking because you don't want to piss anybody off or you don't want to take, or you don't want to deal with the other person's thoughts or feelings on that so you keep things to yourself. But really we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage and we're creating a wedge within the relationship by not even, by not bringing it up. And we may not think it, we're going through life thinking nothing, you know, by my, my friend, the, you know, who I was writing in my journal about when we were going through our little tips or whatever, I was in a wedding. I, I was around for the birth of a child, but you know, we didn't really have that. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't really honest about what was going on. So like how solid were we, you know what I mean? And I think that that's really important that we need to, you need time to think about things, but it shouldn't take, like, as you said, it shouldn't take forever. And you should be your first, you should have like a plan of action. Like the first thing is to think about it. The second part, what you're going to do about it and how you're going to bring the next person into the fold because you're not in this by yourself. What I think yeah. is so, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, what I think is so important about what you just said and just into this topic in general is. Oh, I, 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 you're low, you're low. How about now? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. But I think that like one of the, this is a very big part of, um, I, I just think this part really, really matters because even growing up, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're by yourself and you're reflecting, you're thinking about so many different things that could not even be accurate. You have all these yeah. ideas, all of these beliefs, all of these things, whether it be based from, from your household, just things that you conjure up on your own, maybe through TV, whatever. And you can, I mean, I've developed this uh, level of anxiety from different things in my life. And if I would have spoken to, about these, about those things when I was a lot younger, I would have been in a way better space as an adult, but I didn't. And so my anxiety grew and grew and grew and became this monster that basically took over my life. And had I spoke about that a lot earlier, like I said, it would have been, I wouldn't have been in a much better place. So just even as, as an adult, you know, when we're thinking about these things and communicating with the people, yeah, for self-reflection is great, but like you said, there should be action. There should always be people that you can talk about these things with because you can be ten, like totally off and they can redirect and put you in, in on the right path. I think what Jen is, I want to just try to go. Oh, I was going to jump on there. Go ahead, Jurassic. Go ahead, go ahead, Doc. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, I believe that a lot of the theories that we're talking about here are great, you know what I'm saying? And But... It's basically like a template that we're talking about when we talk about how we're going to address stuff and how we expect those outcomes to be. But like each relationship has its own unique calibration that has to be taken into consideration. 
like each relationship has its own rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like I believe it was Bar yeah, but Barry earlier. He, uh, I think he used an example of like a, a, a rowing boat where you got different people on the boat and y'all all rowing, you got a rowing unisync. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I can, I can think about, all right, if such and such a situation comes up, this is how I'm going to address it. But you know what I'm saying? Like for everybody that's been in more than one different relationship, you realize that you interact with one person differently than how you interact with a different person. You know what I'm saying? So that the outcome is going to be different. So yeah, we got to, and, and I think that might be part of the reason why some people don't always address things. I know me in the past, you know what I'm saying? I might, I might've seen some questionable behavior or something like that. And I didn't bring it up. I'm just like, all right, let me, let me see what's, what's, what's going to happen from here. You know what I'm saying? What's your next move? And you know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of like psychoanalyzing instead of just addressing it when that probably would have been the more healthier thing to do would have been to just address it, you know? But you know, I, I don't know. Did you say Barry was going to go after him? But I, I just want to touch on what you just said really quickly and then Barry can go. But in your personal relationships, um, everyone should be pretty much, if you have principles driving you, if you have beliefs in place, then you should be the same person throughout. We're not talking about work. Like, I'm, I'm a director at my job, right? So yes, I do, you know, I have a team and I have to move people accordingly. So yes, everyone has different personalities. Everyone has different work ethic. So I, I, even in that situation, I'm still myself and they have to meet me where I'm at. You know what I mean? And, but, and, I, and I'm just saying that's me personally. That's how I manage my team, right? But when it comes to personal relationships, you should be who you're going to be. And it, it should be a, a one-size-fits-all situation. And, they, and everyone should meet you where you're at. Like, you shouldn't just, like, because, you know, say Anne doesn't like me to raise my voice, so I'm going to talk, you know, in low tones. And this person doesn't like that I'm this way. So, I, like, I should be who I'm going to be, and they should be able to deal with that in personal oh, relationships. Not. Yeah, no, nah, that's not what I was saying. Uh, I would take uh, the, the example that Jasmine gave as an example. You know what I'm saying? Who Jasmine is as a person is like, yo, I want to go in the bathroom with my boyfriend while they're in there. That's who she is. So that's what she's bringing. But he's like, nah, I don't like that. I want my personal space while in the bathroom. Because of that, they got to come to a compromise that works for the both of them. You know yes, what I'm I agree with that. So she didn't change who she was at the core as a person, okay. but how she interacted with that person had to change. You know what I'm saying? Be okay, because I of the other value. But then there's nothing, but just to go back to what you originally started out with, but then, but there's nothing, it's it's a template, but it does fit all. It's like what you were saying, it's one size fits all, because at the end of the day, because it's not a core value of mine, the, the next step would be to now negotiate, right? To say, okay, yeah. well, right, so... You would do that in any relationship, no matter who, no matter who you're with, because if it's not core, then you can negotiate it, and that yeah, would be yeah, the absolutely. template. So, 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 what I'm saying is, how you start off with would be incorrect because there is, it is a template, and it can fit everybody when it's your core principles, and when it's not, negotiate. But even that should still have a plan. Like you should still have a plan. Okay, on my on the things that are non, are that are not my my non-negotiables, we have to come come to a compromise, and that template would fit everybody. No, no, no. I wasn't saying the template wouldn't fit. I'm just saying, I'm saying it's a great template. And if exercise, you know what I'm saying, is, is a powerful tool. Okay. However, we do got to take into consideration the rhythm aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Each relationship has its own unique rhythm. In order for okay. us to do, like in order for us to do this, this Zoom meeting effectively, we got to pay attention to the rhythm of the conversation. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't jump in and overtalk you. You can't jump in and overtalk Barry. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a certain rhythm that goes on even with this conversation. So, you know what I'm saying? A relationship is going to have a certain rhythm and cadence that has to be acknowledged when implementing that template. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, that's booster engagement. I want to correct the word, the word compromise. Remember, we discussed compromise means you're compromising is not a positive. We may, we agree. We come to agreement. Yeah. You come to agreement, then y'all both signed on. You compromise, it breeds resentment eventually. Yeah, that's because it, yeah, someone is is lessening what they want to bring to the table Definitely. just to appease the other person. Definitely. So I just so, want people to understand like compromise is not the is not the goal. Coming to agreement is. So if you come to agreement, it means both people are satisfied. It means both people uh -huh. agree to something. You can hold them accountable. But that's what I is Barry going next. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, Barry. No, I also I think everybody what everybody's saying is, is is spot on. I think so to your point, uh Jasmine, you it's not just talking to some people, it's talking to people that you will allow you to be that will allow them to hold you accountable. Because you know, just like the internet, you can go find what what supports your view. And I also have to think that sometimes we do have people in our in our we are in relationships with people who support our view no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and they support what we want to hear, not what's the truth. Um, I've had situations where I've had to get rid of people in my life where, hey, look, you know what? They're, you're telling me what I want to hear because, it, you know, that's that's the nature of our relationship. That's what we do. It's not transparent. It's not based on um, you telling me the truth. It's, it's based on you flattering me and making me feel good about myself instead of telling me, hey, what you do, your stuff sucks. And that's the kind of, so it's not just saying, Go talk to somebody. It's go talk to people that you can be accountable to, yeah, and that yeah. the truth, regardless of whether it is good or you know good makes you feel good or bad. Telling you the actual truth, because there's a lot of relationships that are broken up because the person went to go talk to somebody, and all they got was validation for how they felt, but not the truth of the matter. And so right. it's thing to go say, hey, y'all go, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to somebody about my feelings is another thing to say, hey, you know what? No, I don't think this is true. You need to, I think you're off. You need to, you need to go look at that. And that's not, that's not correct. We need, we need to rethink that one because you, you, you're wrong on that one. Go ahead, Christine. Yeah, so I wanted to recap on something. I hope it's not too loud in the background. Kids are watching the movie. Um, so last week, Jerry said something that completely like just, just, it just got me so good. And she said, she said, if, if someone agrees with me 100%, I don't trust them. Like, I just, I'm not into that, right? Because then they're not telling me the truth because nobody gets along all, all the time. And I love that you just said that out loud. Like, I think that's what people think, but very few people are, at least in my experience, I don't hear that often. I was like, yes, thank you for saying that because I really <laughs> felt it. And I don't want someone to agree with me all the time. In fact, I find it interesting to have opposing views and not that we have to fight, but a debate can be very stimulating, even about my own behavior. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. I think you're totally being, you know, some four letter words or five letter words. And I'm like, well, maybe you could tell me why because what I love telling people and myself is we don't experience ourselves. This is who we are all the time in our own damn skin and we have no contrast. All we can do is compare ourselves with others and contrast of others. But I don't know what it's like hanging out with me 24-7. And if you had some feedback, I'd probably be open to hearing it because, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm not so great. And, and Barry, I loved what you said too. I really wanted to comment on that, which I think you're, I think you're hitting the nail there, which, you know... We can find the people that are going to agree with us, but are they really telling us productive truths? Because we all do need to change, right? And, and not need to, I don't want to make it sound like that, but 
I'm a, I'm a grower. I want to grow my whole life. I always want to get better. And so there's nothing in me that's like, oh yeah, I, I reached the top and I'm just, you know, a hundred percent where I'm at. So, you know, if you've ever done like the wheel of life and giving yourself a score and then what score do you want to be at? You know, if you're at a five, how do you get to a six? And in, you know, relationships and fitness and health and work and salary and spirituality and whatever the things are, right? But um, this idea that you, when you agree with me, it's not necessarily productive because then I'm not learning, I'm not growing. And then I, I don't see myself necessarily accurately. And then I think it does feed into that kind of victim mentality again, right? So, so if all my friends agree with me and you're the jerk, then I get to be the victim. Right. So, um, so with that said, I think that listening to everybody and sometimes um, getting back to what Jerry said about journaling, um, we're taught by psychologists to journal and, and read over our thoughts, but not sharing those thoughts can be like just one-sided. You, This is how you view the world. And there may be some flaws in that. So if you share it, You can get some real feedback. And I think that when we journal, we're afraid of sharing. There's that fear that if I say this, people are going to not like me or people are going to think that I'm weird. But if, if you trust people and you have the right people in your circle, like I said, my girlfriend's. Oh, it must have went out. And I, they don't condone my bullshit. Excuse my, my language, my BS. So they're not going to condone it. They're going to hold me accountable. No, LeBron, I mean, what are you doing? So um, I think that fear is a big part of why people don't share because they're afraid that someone's going to tell them the truth. Yeah, let me, let me touch on what everybody's saying. Like, just drastic with drastic point, the point drastic made about being unique. You know, the first thing we see is people's uniqueness. You don't, you don't have to remind us that you're unique. Another person doesn't have to remind us they're unique. We struggle with actually coming together. We struggle with what we have in common. That's what the problem is with relationships. Everybody's fighting to maintain themselves that they're self-preservating out of their relationships. They're so busy. I'm unique. I'm different. I'm different than that person. I'm different than the next person you was with. Everybody understands you're different. Nobody, nobody, I don't think people walking down the street don't see that this person has big lips, this person has a bigger head, this person's short, this person, they see it, they notice it. The first thing you see is the physical. And then when you're speaking to somebody, you understand this person speaks a different language. This person don't articulate well. This per like you, you're taking in information constantly. And what's different about the person is what you're taking in the most. You're constantly taking in what's different all the time. So, we need to really start focusing on what we have and what, what, what's similar. And it starts with asking, what do we have that's, to, what, do, what does togetherness mean? What does purpose mean? What does, what does these words mean? Because touching on Christine's point, she said, you know, I wanna be in a situation where I'm growing. And I'm like, everything in the world at some point stops growing and maintains its form and has a full understanding of who they are. They're fully committed. So they're spending time maintaining. 
So when you're going into a relationship, aren't you maintaining a sense of self and connecting with somebody who reevaluates, I mean, reconfirms, re, re excuse me, reconfirms who you are and you reconfirm who they are and y'all building together? So like where, where it comes to like the growth, we're constantly on, on a treadmill, always looking to grow. But when you come in together, you're building towards each other. You get what I'm saying? You're building towards each other. So even a building gets completed. So when you always think there's no completion, how do you build self-worth? How do you ever settle down and say, listen, I'm worthy? When? When does that happen? Now we have to think about that. When do you look in the mirror and say, yo, I really love who I am. I really enjoy who I am. That's what we have to ask ourselves because we use words that politically sound good. They sound great. But a lot of our issues now is passive aggressiveness. We're all becoming great politicians. Everybody seems like the greatest people in the world before you're in a relationship with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do want to add on what you said there because I, I agree, but I disagree. And I know this is a place I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys don't want people pleasers and I'm not one anyways. So, you know, I, I do believe that there is some plateaus, but then I also believe that part of our satisfaction in life is growth and progress. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, some of the people, I, I love this story. I tell people, you know, this a uh, couple years ago, I was hiking with my son and there's this, she had to be about 72 years old and she's hunched over this fence, breathing really hard. And I pull over and I'm like worried about her and I'm like, oh my, are you okay? Do you need water? And she turns around and she looks at me and she goes, I'm just catching my breath. I just ran 13 miles. Wow. And at this point, I'm like, I might run one and a half miles and look like you <laughs> hunched over the fence. And she was so inspiring. Just that one little moment. I don't know her name. I drove away. But I was like, you know what? Good for her. And, and that was amazing to me. And, and so I'm a really ambitious person by nature. And not that everybody has to be or anything like that. But if I'm, if I'm saying... I love myself. I know myself. I'm worthy. I also know that this is what feeds me. Like I, I'm very stimulated. That's why I'm part of this group. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm a marriage and family therapist and I know everything. I have two pages of notes from our conversation tonight. So I think the, all the heads in the room and everything everybody's saying is so brilliant and they're not my thoughts. I wouldn't have thought of this. So I love that I can pull different perspectives and all of this. And then I'm going to share it. I think it's beautiful, beautiful tidbits of, of wisdom that everybody's accumulated in their own ways. And I also think that in relationships, if, if we're not growing, you know, I always like to say, um, you know, you know, complacency kills and only cause that's what I see. You know, when you stop growing, when you stop um, being excited about each other, when you stop the date nights, when you stop putting that energy in, you may have plateaued, but complacency kills. So now you're going to want to seek that new relationship to build that new house. And, and I could be wrong. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I, think there's no, I think there's no such thing as complacency. You're either moving forward or you're moving behind. There's no such, th no such thing as can't fail. Okay. Complacency what, if said, kills. what if we said growth? Like now we look at the word growth. You just said it. You want to be nurtured. 
being nurtured is eating. Doesn't mean that you're growing. It just means that you're being nurtured. So <laughs> the tree still has to get watered. You still have to eat. It didn't grow an inch. The the leaves didn't get better, get, didn't get stronger. All that you now at a certain age, we have to be honest with ourselves and we're all getting there. We're just maintaining at this point. We're trying to maintain from our leaves falling and <laughs> us dying. And we get to a point where we're wise. We done seen it all, right? We done seen everything there is to throw at us. But right now we're maintaining. We're not running as fast as we once did. There's a lot that we're maintaining. So when we look at the word grow, I'm looking at a teenager's growing. We're actually teaching. We're at a place where we're teaching because we have so much information. So we're in that day, we at that stage in life where we're educating and we're teaching. So we're constantly feeding ourselves, but we have a clear understanding of where we want to put the energy. Like you just said, you're a family therapist. So you take yeah. all the information to inspire other people. And that's all I do with it. I just constantly learn so that I can give. And I feel like a funnel. And but I love that you said that. I love nurture. I'm, I love that. Thank you for teasing that out a little bit. Nurture, that was brilliant. Thank you. I would say nurturing is the place to go. Growth is always saying we have to go somewhere. Nurturing is saying we're greater. We're great where we're at. We just got to keep on feeding ourselves. I love that. We gotta keep on feeding ourselves more information all the time. So when you're in a relationship, you nurture the relationship. It's an organism. It's mm -hmm. a so you nurture it. The problem is you're waiting for your partner to grow. Yeah. The part the, you're waiting for your friend to grow. Hold on. You gotta get in the organ again. You gotta get in the organ again. Nurture. <laughs> you just maintain their leaves. Keep them green. That's all we're doing. We joined the relationship, we said, in this commitment, I really enjoy who you are. I'm not trying to make no adjustments. I'm not trying to change you. I really enjoy who you are. And that should be enough. And then having that commitment, you're saying, I'm going to nurture who you are. Mm -hmm. so you already told me your dreams. You already told me what you want to accomplish. You told me your purpose. You gave me the definitions to everything we speak about every week. I'm now saying we're ready to enter a relationship. I believe in you. You believe in me. So from that point on, we're going to make sure each other doesn't fall short of who we say we are, our greatest self. And everybody's so scared because they believe there's another level than nurturing their relationship. Well, no, we're socialized to believe that we are constantly evolving and we have to always grow. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you have a conversation with people and you're not, if, if growth is not part of the conversation, they're looking at you like, who the hell are you? So I think to your point, I think that, you know, that's why we're here. It's about, you know, redefining things and, and really using words properly. It's about nurturing. Because if you're still growing and, I, and, I, and I'm at a place where I like who I am and I want to maintain that, then you're probably not the person for me, right? So those are the key words, those trigger words that we should be mindful of when we're connecting with people because those are the things that we should be mindful of. It's, it's like when you, and, and I didn't always, I didn't even always connect it the same way because again, you're taught that, you're supposed to always be growing. Like if you're not growing, somebody's looking at you like you're stubborn or that you are, um, or that you are lazy or you don't really, you know, you, you're um, an underachiever or whatever, but some people know what they want and they just want to stay there. Like I have a full, I have a full-time job outside of Love is a Good Journey and I'm okay at the level I'm at. I'm okay. I don't want to be, I don't want to be any higher. I, I obviously can't go any low, be demoted, but the point is that I'm, I'm perfectly fine where I'm at, but someone else within that that's probably at the same place that I'm at may think that 
I'm not as ambitious or I'm not, you know, or I, or I'm being lazy or I don't want the responsibility, but the reality is I don't want the responsibility because I want to be able to, to, to nurture my own business and I want to be able to do my own thing and I don't want that of responsibility. So I know what I want and it's not to be anything higher than what I'm at. And it's, and though, and that's okay. And people, you know, don't really feel comfortable hearing like that you're okay and at a certain place because they have they, they a lot of people project and they have their own goals and they have their own things that they want and it's like well if i were you i would want to do this but you're not me you know and i have bigger plans and and and, and i want to be able to put my energy into the thing that really matter to me that's going to leave a legacy is going to nurture me in a totally different way and i think that that's okay i think if people were honest about what they truly want and, 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 and stuck to that, then I think that they will connect with better people that's suited for them. But people dumb down, or we don't wanna you know, put our feet in the ground and say, this is, I'm okay here. You know, like they're afraid to put themselves in boxes or, you know, or, or they're afraid to say that they wanna be a certain place or do a certain thing. And it's okay, it's okay to say, you know, I, I'm, I, lo I love who I am. I love that I'm outspoken. I love that I'm ambition, uh, ambitious. I love that I, I'm a leader. I love that I don't mind leading. I love all those things. So you shouldn't allow people to take that away from me if you truly love it. And only connect with people that's go going to enhance that, not take away from it, or you have to dump okay. down for. I think that was a great point right there. Yeah. Look at, be around people who are going to enhance Yeah. Like we're not, we're not, we're not the greatest we are by ourselves. So when we are complacent, yeah, I would say that's complacency. Yo, I'm just, I'm just cool by myself. I'm just trying to get an understanding. Where's your, where's your, where's your extra eyes? Like you can be a, you can, you can be amazing with other people, connecting yeah. at the root. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nurturing this, nurturing your relationship. If you're it's allowing always a relationship to be nurtured. If you allow people time, to be too much time thinking about yourself, yeah. guess who's not getting nurtured? Yeah. <laughs> everybody that else, everybody else that's in your life. Mm -hmm. That's who's not getting nurtured. So everything revolves around you at that particular time. Now, we all get hurt. Like, we all have deaths in our family. We all have things that occur. But our belief is life, and our belief is helping everybody who's still living. And if you maintain your beliefs, then sky's the limit. You lose track of your beliefs, you'll wake up and not know who you are. Yeah. You'll be lost in sea somewhere. I think this is this is going to the point what you're saying, Nate, is that this is why a lot of relationships do 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 wither and die because you no know, the person is in a sense taking all they want to be nurtured, but they don't they can't either they can't or won't nurture anybody else mm -hmm. because of those hurts and those pains. And so guess what? I need to feed myself. I need to be care. I need to be taken care of. It's me, 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 and it's not. And it's not we, because we need to nurture each other. We can't. I, I, you know, you cannot be in a relationship and it just be all about one person. It cannot be. It will, it will kill that relationship. It will die. I, I, I've been there on both sides, and you know, and I'm one of the reasons why I'm reading some of the books I'm reading because I want to make sure that when I go into a healthy relationship, I'm capable of nurturing. But I'm also watching to see if this person is going to nurture me back. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will, will start off and say, yeah, 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 I'm, I want this stuff. But they really don't have the intent to actually nurture you to be your best and want to see you best. They want to change you. 
but they, you know, they want to, you know, put you in a direct, different direction because they like some of the things that you do, but they're not really committed to nurturing. It kind of makes me think about what Will Smith said in his video about love is that I'm, I'm committed to nurturing you to your highest good. And that's the kind of commitment I think that we're all talking about here is that we're here really trying to get to a place where we're learning how to nurture the people and relationships that we're in to be their best and the highest good and the highest self. But doing that, we have accountable relationships. We have the kind of relationships that we're talking about, not just ideals, but actually seeing them manifest in a way that actually is doing what we just talk about on a regular basis. Definitely. But you see what you said, they just nurture themselves. It changes what nurture means. It becomes gluttony. Yeah. It's just that quick. <laughs> when you say, I'm, I just need to grow, it changes everything. You're standing on everybody that's, that's under you. You're not growing, you're climbing. Yeah. You see, every time you say, see, what I need to do, you're hurting somebody else. You got to realize what you're doing because you have to believe people in your life would naturally look out for you because you're looking out for them. That's the whole faith. They're going to make sure you're your best. So if you put in, you're going to get back. But if you always believe well, if I put in, the people aren't going to give me anything back. Think about it. What kind of relationship are you in relationships with allies or enemies? Mm -hmm. Enemies. And that's what we have to ask ourselves. I mean, it's, 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 the words I hear people use all the time, you know, it's just we, 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 we use them. And yeah, they, they're, they're perfect when it's, when it's being said because it makes us feel a way. But does it really give us principles? Does it set a foundation? We need to really start grabbing words that set foundations. What does it mean to be to, in togetherness? Yeah, defining your terms. Like, I'm, let's do this together don't mean it's togetherness. Yeah. And I'm happy don't mean you're, it's happiness. Yeah. This, this, once you add this to a word, it's a long-term thing. It's a commitment. It's not just for the moment. But together is for the moment. Happy is for the moment. So you want to hear people's speech. Well, it goes beyond, but Aziz, but it goes beyond hearing a person's speech. It also yeah. is making sure that you guys are defining, defining the words in the same way. So like you said, you, togetherness to them may mean I come home every day and I eat dinner with you, or I come home every day, right? But togetherness for me may mean something totally different. So I yeah. think that that's important too, that it's, it's beyond just saying it. It's really like when you think of togetherness, what, what is your idea of togetherness? And you guys, that's how you guys can decide if you guys are talking about the same thing. Oftentimes, people say the same things, right? And they believe that they're talking about the same thing, but in action, they're showing something totally different. And then when you bring it back to the table, like, well, I thought that togetherness meant that I come home every night. I'm like, you were supposed to come home every night. Like, what are you talking about? Like, togetherness means that we're doing things together, you know what I mean? And, or we're having this together, you know? So I think it's really important not to just get caught up in, well, I, and again, I, I can say that I've done it. You know, it's like, as me and Aziz was just joking about it, about um, Frozen and how um, Anna, when she met the guy and she's like, oh my God, we speak the same languages. But really, you know, he, they were fin finishing each other's sentences, but he was just really just paying attention and he knew what she was going to say. Like, there was no major connection there, right? And so and, and in her mind, it's like they were meant to be, but really they talked about a whole bunch of nothing. 
<laughs> and so we often do that where, you know, someone will finish a sentence or like, oh, I was thinking the same thing or I believe the same thing, but don't really go into the real, the details of what a person's really thinking or having them define things. And then when things explode, you're like, well, you said, you know, you guys have two different ideas or you guys have two definitions on what you guys are talking about. So it, I, I think that that's, it's one thing to talk about it, but really understand like instead of throwing all these words around that sound good, right? It's really about throwing those, the, using the words that that makes sense and making and and having the, and encouraging. I'm not gonna say make because you can't make anybody do anything, but encouraging the other person to explain why they believe. Like explain it more. When you think of this, what comes to mind, right? When you think of family, like some men would say, when I think of family, I'm the breadwinner and I want to, you know, and my wife can stay home. And I'm like, well, I don't believe that. You know what I mean? Like when I think of family, I think of this, you know what I mean? And so it's really important. Like we could say we both want family. Like I want a family, you want a family, but your idea of family, my idea of family may be two totally different things. And we may not know that until we are, we have a family and we're not on the same page. But that's not the time that we should realize that. We should have talked about that early on in the relationship so that we, would even know if we were, we, we are a good match. Definitely. And I think, you know, um, that whole being specific, vague doesn't work. Vague, no. when we throw away, you know, just, just, just words or umbrellas, we're not getting, we're not getting anywhere. Like you said, you may say, be saying a lot of words, but until you get really specific, that's when you really start trying to kind of untangle things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. But, you know, it's, it's very important for us to look at, I mean, today's topic was togetherness. And obviously we displayed it by, you know, having this discussion. But it, it's, greater than, it's greater than just doing things together. It's showing up, saying I'm going to show up, being present when you show up. Don't think, oh, just I walked in the door, I'm here. That's exactly. Good. Mm -hmm. It's actually being there, engaging add into the add into every relationship you're in and making sure your addition not a subtraction and if you can do that daily and make sure your addition and not a subtraction then you're ready for togetherness but if you think it's okay to be a subtraction at times you might have to rethink your life you might have to rethink your relationships you might have to ask yourself am i truly ready for a relationship and do i need to have to talk to certain people to get prepared for a healthy and equal relationship but, you yeah, know, it's around that time. So, Gary, oh. you up? Yeah, well, I was going to say, and people need to stop enabling, like, just bad behavior or behaviors that's not going to really forge true, healthy togetherness. And that's where, you know, that, that, that's what we should all take away. Like, we, all, we have relationships, and sometimes we don't want to deal with certain things, so we don't say anything, but we should say something. These are, these are the people that are in our lives. These are the people that we want to have relationships with. We want to have healthy relationships, so take the time. But I want to say, like, whoever didn't get a chance to share this video, share it on Facebook because it was a great discussion, and I think a lot of people can learn from it. Um, I would like to thank everyone that joined tonight. It was another great discussion. Um, we have some new people, um, so I like to thank them for joining, and some old and new people <laughs> that joined as well. Um, if anybody, if everyone, if anyone didn't get a chance to, could you please, um, we have a website called Love as a Group Journey. We have services. So if anyone knows of anyone who needs support within their friendships um, or relationships, they can, they can come to us. You can check us out. We have 
one-on-one -on -one sessions, we have friendship sessions, we have couple sessions, and we also have a six-week session where we have people that don't know each other, and they come out kind of like similar to this format, and we talk about things that will help them strengthen the relationships around them. So if you guys are interested in that, we're having one soon. We haven't nailed the date yet. Um, and I know that we said September, but we may push it out. Um, but we'll let you guys know about that as well. Um, just continue to spread the word. Like we don't want to enable people. We we if we know better, we do better. And you know, bring show you know, send people to our website, have them join the conversation. We want to you know spread the message of healthy relationships. Everything shouldn't be so dramatic. Everything doesn't have to be so hard. We are in control of everything. So we just want to let you guys know that love is a group journey. And if you want to have a healthy journey, come see us. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. After you stop recording, okay. Can you, can you two stay on for a minute after?